It's time for the season seven premiere of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, America's recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. That's right. It is season seven of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. I'm Dan Tudor. And as we start season seven, I want to jump in real quick and just say that uh, this season is going to be a little more different in the sense that we're going to do more frequent podcast episodes. Um, we're going to jump in with some shorter conversations, mixing in our uh, the long-form interviews with experts that uh, a lot of you really love. But I want to make sure we're talking to you more this year because a lot of you have gotten back to me and said, hey, um, this is College Recruiting Weekly. I want it to be at least weekly. I Frankly, I want it to be a little more. I'd like to put things out um, uh, two or three times a week. So that's the goal for this season. Can't believe it's season seven. Uh, seems like yesterday when we started this, the response has been tremendous, and we want to keep giving you good information. Starting with today, because uh, we're, we're joined by the co-founder of Preseason, and I'll let him explain what the goal of Preseason is, Jason Schmidt. Um, some of you, if you were either at the National Collegiate Recruiting Conference or you watched it online um, or uh, you've, you've seen Jason talk, um, former coach, knows his stuff, technical wizard, and an expert at branding, and he is helping so many coaches at all different division levels become great at branding, at telling their story, uh, killing it on social media. So it seemed appropriate because this is a question on so many coaches' minds about how do I brand my program? How do I differentiate myself? Because now everybody's on Instagram, everybody's on social media. We all seem to be doing the same things. How can I differentiate myself? That's what I wanted to bring in Jason to talk about because he's doing it and he's seeing results. So Jason, welcome to the podcast, first of all. Um, to answer that question, I mean, I'm going to throw it over to you. How are coaches, through your help, but even just advice that you give them and then they go out and do it, that a coach listening to this could start doing on their own, how are coaches differentiating themselves from their competitors under the banner of branding? How are coaches effectively branding their programs now? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. and and. I think it's two things, really, to, uh, to start, and and certainly this is such a such a open ended right topic and Huge and topic. question. Uh, but in terms of a starting place, as you think about where you want your program to be, one it has to begin with kind of where you're at currently, and this is something we talked about at the National Collegiate Recruiting Convention in July, but you have to do a diagnostic and you really have to take a look at where your program has been. And of course, that means everything from athletically, you know, it, obviously we're talking social media and branding and, and your type of external communications, whether that's any type of email marketing, which Anytime you let parents, fans, alumni, you name it, know about your program, that's branding, that's marketing. And so, and so kind of taking an inventory of, of what we've done in the past, how much time we've spent, mm -hmm. and, and the results that we've generated as a result of that, I think is super important. 
And for, for coaches to do that and to take a look, but also have the consideration of, you know, what does this actually look like for us? Not what we want it to look like, that, that brutal honesty that sometimes is important. I think that's really step one to understanding where those little growth spots are. You right. know, one, one big philosophy of, of the strategy that we give to college programs is finding those little quick wins. And in order to know what those quick wins are, you have to see the areas within your program that there, you might be able to get 1% better as it pertains to branding. So let me stop you. You mentioned diagnostics a couple of times, and I can hear a coach probably listening to this saying, all right, I'll, I'll do that. I've never done that before. Number one, what exactly does that mean? And for the coach that, you know, they're on, they're on Instagram, they do some Snapchat, they put stuff out on Twitter maybe, um, what do I diagnose? What is the, what, if I'm going to do this on my own, uh, and certainly preseason can help with that, but if if I don't want to do that or I just want to jump in and start doing it myself, what are the beginning tools that I need to use when it comes to diagnostics? So maybe break that down a little bit for a coach that, that hears that term and isn't quite sure what they need to do with their existing social media. Yeah, sure. So as it pertains to social media, we're talking about where are we? You know, what, what platforms do we exist on? And maybe what platforms do we use the most? What is the level of engagement that we get on those platforms? And so a really easy way to even think about that is, okay, we know we're on five platforms and say, for example, Instagram is the one that we use most and we're trying to produce content two to three times a week, or maybe it's once a week, or, or maybe it's more. And, uh, and then you also have to kind of take the perspective of who's doing what, whether that's a head coach making that assessment, you know, of their staff, potentially of their, their leaders, their captains, or, or the rest of their team. I think that's very important. You know, what is, you know, if you've got two assistant coaches, what are their skill sets? What do they bring to the table as it pertains to uh, creative media and how can they help and how have they helped in the past? That's very important. Right. And and getting back to the team, identifying, you know, maybe you've only got one assistant coach or maybe you're by yourself. Who amongst the, the kids that you've recruited or the kids you've inherited are the creators? Who are the mm -hmm. ones that that always have a phone in hand and they're creating captivating content personally, it kind of dovetails with how your culture is. You know, if you've got a culture that's a little bit off the rails or, or maybe you're new to a program and you're still trying to figure it out, you have to be a little, you know, a little more conservative as you figure this out. But, but ultimately you're looking for those kids that are, that are engaging and, and represent your program best which are and getting want to do it. They maybe they want to help. They're the type right. of personalities that want to jump in. So you mentioned that. And I I love the idea of the athletes on the team having a role in helping to build the brand. Um, yeah. Coaches would counter with, well, but wait a minute. I don't want it to go out of control. I want to be the one that says it's okay to post this. Uh, and so you and you've run into the coaches like that where they want to control it, and yet what they're controlling isn't working, and so. What what is the comfort level that 
that can be put into place where a coach would say, okay, I'm going to hand off a bunch of this stuff. But at the end of the day, I know what's getting posted ends up being something that's going to help us, not hurt us. Because um, I think that's a, a, maybe an, even an irrational fear that coaches have is that if I give it over to the kids, they're going to post a bunch of party stuff. They're going to say something inappropriate, and I don't want that. How, how, what, what's the balance there between a coach and, and that they can put in place with his or her athletes? Right. Well, so I think it goes back to, uh, you know, if, if, if my first point was do a diagnostic of, of your right. program. My second point is, is all about authenticity, which we'll get to in a moment. But as it pertains to authenticity, you must have people within your program that you trust. It's no different than when I was a coach and, you know, there's 30 seconds left in the game and we got to, you know, we call a timeout. We got to get a stop on defense, get the ball back, go down, score a goal. There are those kids that you just inherently trust to get the job done, and they do. It's the exact same thing as it pertains to leadership and, and quite frankly, social media. So, so every coach has those players. And if they don't, then it's going to be pretty difficult because it's going to, it, that's going to force all of the content creation to fall back to the coaching staff, which is a lot of work. And, and quite frankly, coaches don't have time for that. But I will say this, if, if you're a coach who's maybe handing off those, those content creation roles to your student athletes for the first time, one, I would say lean on your athletic department and lean on your communications team or sports information team. One, I would suggest always running it by them in the first place because they certainly have standards for the brand as it pertains mm. to all sports and uh, this is not a situation where you want to be begging for forgiveness you want to lead with your intentions and never make enemies as it pertains to those within leadership at your school right. but the other thing is they've got they've typically got best practices as it pertains to to doing this and it's it's pretty common within college athletics to see student athlete takeovers of the the primary athletics account and so they've typically got pretty good guardrails in place and they can share that information with coaches and say hey li listen this is what we do from a, a department perspective that may be able to help you so that you know once you do hand off the reins maybe it's something as simple as you know what, we're going to give you access to the account. And, and our understanding is you can only post at team related events, hmm. you know, so whether that's practice, whether that's a team meal, a lift, that kind of thing, right. maybe you change the password every day, <laughs> whatever it needs to be. And, and ultimately every coach is going to find a different level of comfortability. Right. So you dove in a little bit uh, deep into the process, what coaches can do to kind of internally use the resources there, make sure things don't go off, off, you know, pass through the guardrails. Um, but getting back to the, this idea of a coach, let's say they're, they're fine. They're good with the process they have now, um, or they get that way based on the advice you just gave, but everything now that they're seeing themselves do comparing to their competitors, it's all starting to look the same. So everybody has the player of the week. Everybody has the, 
the graphics that might stay the same, you know, obviously custom to their school, but it's the same that every, everybody else is starting to put out. What I've seen on social media across college athletics, especially sort of the recruit facing social media is everybody sort of posts on the same topics. They're posting the same type of graphics. They're posting the same type of news or information. So with that in mind, I'm a coach and saying, look, I'm all into social media now. I get it. I have to do it, but I want to be different. I have to do things that aren't the same as everybody else. Your ideas, like what are some areas that they could focus on or that you've seen and helped programs do, not only at the Division One level, but all, you know, D2, D3, NAIA that you've been involved with uh, helping? What are the things that can be done, you know, as, as, major areas of focus as we get started with this new recruiting year that a coach could take and start to maybe explore and, and build out maybe that they haven't done before. Yeah. So it goes back to authenticity. And that was kind of the point too for me from the outset. And I think it's the most important thing simply because however your program looks, that's ultimately what you're trying to sell in the first place. So you do have to put your student athletes front and center and, and you have to give them the keys to the car, so to speak. Obviously that's scary, but scary is better than graphics that everybody else is doing. Scary is better than, than fake, right? So to, to capitalize on that, and don't get me wrong, I love graphics. If, as much, if not more than the next person, sure. but graphics only go so far. And speaking from my own personal experiences, we never landed a recruit because somebody had a really nice graphic for being player of the week, or, you know, that kid got all American and sports information made a really nice graphic. And somebody, you know, maybe deep down they're thinking, Oh, I'd like to, I'd like to be that one day, but I'll tell you what, the, the thing that ultimately got more kids in front of us and more kids on campus was when we turned the camera toward our student athletes and specifically mm -hmm. when we gave it to them. But every time we gave our student athletes the keys, as I mentioned, it was an opportunity for our players to just be themselves, to be uniquely who they were created to be. And it was an opportunity for potential recruits to say, that could be somebody that I'd like to be a teammate with one day, or yeah. that could be somebody that I would love to be friends with for life. And that's ultimately what we were trying to showcase as a program. And, and that's, that's really the direction that we try to take things as it relates to strategy with preseason. You know, the big thing right now that we're seeing across all social media as it pertains to not only college athletics, but just social media in general yeah. is leaning into video content. And, and we spoke about this at NCRC over the summer, but the, the amount of traction that a college coach or their program can get just by producing content with an iPhone. Yeah. It's stunning. It's hundreds of thousands. It's millions of views. Yeah. It's more likes than you could ever fathom. And it's nothing crazy. It, right. it doesn't take any amount of extra work. And I it's, think, no, and to what you're saying, like you said something that just, you know, is so much, uh, I think, on the mind of coaches is when we talk about video, 
they think, I don't know, I mean, yeah, I know how to do video on my iPhone, but it doesn't look professional. I'm shaky. Um, it wasn't great sound. Plus, how do I add graphics into it? And what I hear you saying, and I know this is true for, for recruits that look at that type of video, they don't need that. Your recruits are really used to watching some pretty raw, you know, un, you know, unprofessional video. And I think there's an air of, of authenticity when you air, when you do it like that, they know it's not right. reproduced, hasn't been edited. You know, what they saw happen at practice, hopefully positive, but what they saw happen at practice that happened because you can't, you know, set that up. And, and I think that's what you're, what I hear you saying. And I, I mean, you know, for coaches, please don't be intimidated by, when you hear Jason talk about video, because that's to his point, such a crucial part of how kids take in and watch and, and get that brand sense of who you are. Um, so anyway, I just want to throw that in, but you know, follow up with your thoughts on that. We'll be back to the show in a minute, but first, have you heard about busy coach? It's the organizational resource college coaches rely on from Mandy green, our trusted voice when it comes to running your program creating more time in your day, and becoming a better leader. After the podcast is over, head over to busy.coach and find out about all the tools she's giving coaches around the country. And now, back to the show. Yeah, well, it, it's just, I think for coaches and as somebody in their mid-30s, I'll, I'll at least speak to to my age bracket and and the way that i'm used to things when when we were growing up it was it was this desire to be particularly polished and everything had to be perfect and it was this image thing and we've since seen a push away from that with gen z and younger they're just so used to whereas Let's say for me, if I was producing a video and I wanted to put that out into the world, there wasn't necessarily great ways to do that. And then right. YouTube came along after I graduated college anyway. And, and now we see TikTok, Instagram, people are posting videos every day. And, and that's the way that this generation is consuming content right it doesn't have to be perfect and it gains more points when it's not perfect because it's just how people are communicating it's a statistic that i mentioned at ncrc this summer a senior vice president of google who their primary focus is search you know helping people find information they're finding that 40 percent of young people are using video for search which is mind-blowing to me <laughs> I'm going to go to Google and type right. in where I want to go to dinner. But the difference is, at least for now, when those 40% of young people go to TikTok to type in where they want to go out to dinner in Atlanta, Georgia, it's not Google where they're seeing six ads in a row. Right. It's somebody that's their age that's talking about this great experience they had at this hip new restaurant. And it's the same thing for recruiting. It's the exact same thing for social media as it pertains to college athletics and programs trying to stand out. And so articulating not even why your program is great, but just who we are becomes the biggest differentiating factor as it pertains to standing out on social media and ultimately building your brand. Right, right. Um, 
so here in the next five or 10 minutes is uh, just two more things I want to talk about. Um, we're talking to Jason Schmidt, the co-founder of Preseason. Uh, they can be found at hellopreseason.com. Uh, lots of college programs are using them now to, uh, to brand themselves, to get better at social media, to present themselves visually better. Um, and Jason is leading that great work. So two quick questions uh, before we wrap up for today. And I know I'm going to talk to you again because this is such a popular uh, topic with college coaches that they're trying to break through and to their credit, do better than they have been doing now that they're all pretty good with the idea that they have to incorporate social media into recruiting. Um, but really quickly, like give them, give all of us the, the, the social media platforms that you should be on, um, or maybe the top three or four, because there are so many different ways to communicate and brand themselves. What would you say are the are the must-haves in terms of what is going to get the most eyes among college prospects, the people that are that they're recruiting? Um, what are sort of that uh, that essential list of of social media platforms that, if you had to narrow it down? Because there are yeah. so many, but if you had to narrow it down to the top three or four, what what would you be doing right now, going into this season as a as a coach? So I'll rank them. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and I'll say, Instagram is at the top, and there's just so much that you can do within Instagram, especially as as Instagram is leaning into video content, specifically Reels. You can kind of hack the app so to speak because the algorithm is pushing video content you can get more eyeballs on your program just by producing reels and video content that's huge and and i could talk probably for an entire podcast episode on just why instagram is the leader and best as it pertains to to even having more prospects find you yeah. people that you don't even know exist. And, and so they're definitely up there. Uh, secondly, and, and I'll say that in, in a couple of weeks, we'll circle back with each other and we'll do a deep dive into Instagram, no time limit or anything. We'll just let you talk and, and soak it up. Uh, and, and I'll also say, if you have questions for Jason, um, best email, how, how would people get in touch with you if they want to just bounce ideas or ask questions or not only what preseason does, but just if they have a specific question about social media, if they're listening to this, how would they, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Absolutely. It's, it's Jason, J-A-Y-S-O-N at hellopreseason.com. And if for some reason you forget the why, I think it'll still go there. <laughs> uh, you can also reach out to team at hellopreseason.com and reach out to our team as well. And uh, we'll make sure to get your questions awesome. answered there. Okay. So we got Instagram down number two on your list. Number two, definitely TikTok. Again, it's just the power of video. And and as it pertains to the the tech component of social, TikTok's algorithm is is unmatched. I don't think anybody outside of their company really understand what's going on and what they're building, but they're building this powerhouse. And so, again, if you want to take advantage of really smart people that are building a platform that ultimately will help private companies make a lot of money, there's like this residual effect as it pertains to college athletics. So are you running uh, or trying to make uh, a startup or a Fortune 500 company profitable? No, you're just tr out there trying to win and, and ultimately bring in recruits. But you can take some of these 
private sector tactics and and utilize them within college athletics in a way that maybe most traditional coaches wouldn't do. And I think leaning into TikTok is is really number two on the list. From here, it kind of becomes maybe what's most important to you or what do you as a coach use yourself? If you use Twitter a lot, which many coaches do, a lot of coaches are active on Twitter, Mm -hmm. as am I, as are you, Dan. That's a great place because kids are still there. And and in a lot of ways, it's easy because it's not that it's only text-based, but you can send out a tweet and it's just words. It's not pictures. It's not videos. That's simple. Uh, Same with Snapchat. If you like using Snapchat to connect with recruits, be there. And then, and then lastly, uh, be real. Be real is, is again, something we, we talked about at the conference and it's just an easy way to be authentic. The most authentic you can possibly be. It's an app where at a specific time of the day, you get a notification. Everybody shares what they're doing at that time with a front facing photo and uh and uh, i guess a rear facing photo and it uploads right and or video and, right you can be on video too yeah or- and so it gives you it gives you the the opportunity like you can't see what other people are doing unless you share right, right. so there's a beauty to that and so you almost have to like buy in to be able to see what everybody else is doing as a coach if you're comfortable doing that which I don't know why you wouldn't if if your primary focus on that app is specifically connecting with recruits and they're willing to connect back i would do that because again it's completely authentic it's unfiltered and that's beautiful you can't control when you get the notification if you're sitting there um in the dining hall eating a turkey sandwich guess what you're going to be posting about eating a turkey sandwich and that may seem like unimportant to that coach but what you just sort of let that prospect in your world and see they're seeing you just be being a real person um so when you talked about that at the conference that was uh that was really really um i I thought insightful uh and you're even starting to now see references to be real uh on instagram on twitter um yeah you're mentioning it so it i think that is something that you know, we had TikTok two years ago, I think was when we talked about right. coaches, you need to get on TikTok. This is gonna be probably the thing going into 2023 that is gonna skyrocket in terms of popularity. So coaches that are listening to this, you know, I definitely would echo Jason's comments and, and get on Be Real. And and quickly, just to just to make a clarification as it pertains to Be Real, yeah. if, if I'm trying to talk to recruits uh, or, or rather showcase kind of what life is like for recruits using Be Real. I'm doing that. The, the account's representing me as a person, as a coach, not a team-specific program. Um, I think that's a key differentiator right now. They know they can get a fairly authentic look at your program by those other social platforms. And so th- there's not necessarily this giant need to see kind of a generically branded account sharing and you don't necessarily know uh, who's behind it at any given time. I think it's more impactful for a coach to to use it as themselves yeah. and, and brand it that way. 
Right. Uh, yeah. D great point. D this isn't a team, you know, a, a generic team account. This is Coach Schmidt, Coach Tudor, and it's our life. And because, again, the recruits want to get to know us. Okay. Last question. Quick lightning round, 30-second answer. The most common mistake you see coaches making when it comes to branding, social media, that uh, you could tell a coach right now and they could maybe stop doing that because it's hurting them. What What is that mistake that uh, that really ends up hampering a coach uh, when it comes to, to branding, differentiating themselves in social media? Yeah, uh, the, the quick lightning round answer is actually the pursuit of perfection. Again, mm -hmm. it's an anti-authenticity. And, and what that does is that forces us as coaches to kind of push things you know, kick the can down the road a little bit. And, and that will just hinder you from creating content. If you feel overwhelmed, bring it back, dial it down to just one social platform, which again, I, I would argue should be Instagram, yeah. be really good there. And, Quality and over quantity. Exactly. I think that's the most important thing. And then once you feel confident, then you can branch out. Yeah. So listen, uh, if you're a coach that's listening to this or you're watching this, uh, Jason Schmidt, co-founder of Preseason, contact him, Jason, J-A-Y-S-O-N, at hellopreseason.com. You can go to the website, hellopreseason.com. Uh, such good advice. This is the area that there's probably the most opportunity for growth for coaches because so many coaches are being mediocre at social media and branding that when you're even you get very good, not even reaching great yet, but you're very good. It sets yourself apart. And as we head into 2023 and, and years after that, it's going to be so important for coaches to differentiate themselves and be good at the visual side of what they're putting out and in really defining a brand. So thank you for that, Jason. Great talking to you. We will talk to you again. Um, that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. Stay tuned for more Coming up, we're going to be uh, coming at you way more often. Good stuff. Still the same expertise that we're going to showcase for you. But thanks for listening to the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. College Recruiting Weekly is a production of Tudor Collegiate Strategies, copyright 2022 through 2023. To contact the host, email him at dan at dantutor.com. And do us a solid, Coach. Rate and review our podcast right now. Plus, it wouldn't kill you to tell your fellow coaches about it, would it? So do that, too. And stay tuned for the next amazing episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast.